0: Okay, Jess. So, it has been two weeks. We had an unexpected week off, which we'll talk about later in the episode. But we've had a full 14 days to think about it. So, what have you got for me for the opening of the show?
1: Uh, oh, that's, that's usually your department.
0: You don't have anything? It's been 14 days. Yeah,
1: I only did my deep dive this morning.
0: I guess I haven't taught you well. gonna take a lot to
1: drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do i bless the
0: rains down in Africa It's gonna take some time to do the things we never
1: have Ooh. Hello everyone and welcome to Sadie
0: Hawkins Pod <laughs> You're when I gave the punch, I know I'm a dick. <laughs> so, so much has <laughs> been going on. Here we are. We're finally, finally ready to bless the reins. But we Is had that quite a week.
1: problematic? I don't know. We'll get
0: into it. I guess we'll get into it. But, so, here at Sadie Hawkins Pod <laughs> Studios, we've had a crazy week we missed this is the first time that we flat out just like missed a week
1: yeah there's
0: one other time where we like knew we weren't gonna have time to record an episode so we prepared we released a patreon episode like a a cut down but mostly long form patreon free episode but what happened was
1: <coughs> excuse me sorry that might happen here and there
0: well, that's what that's happened. What happened. <laughs> Jessica had a massive allergy attack last week, and we had picked. You know, we were going to talk about Africa, as you know. When we talked about Earth Day two weeks ago, we had said we were going to do Africa. So here we are. We're doing it, and then basically we had like a real infestation of dust mites, like a real infestation. Like you don't really think of dust mites
1: yeah. as being
0: something that infests your home, your home, but. Jessica was coughing like crazy. She was basically allergic to our home. Yeah. And it was a horrible situation to be in. We're like, do we just move? It's like it's like if you had a poltergeist. It's like, do we, I guess we just move. And then finally... But we weren't even sure why it was. And then I was like pulling up furniture apart and vacuuming and cleaning and doing all this stuff. Never occurred to me to check the closet and the clothes... And then after, like, a, a couple days of work, we sit on the couch. We relax for a minute. Jessica puts her head on my chest. And she's like, Ugh! she's, like, having a horrible coughing fit. And she's like, did this shirt just come out of the closet? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I'm allergic to all our clothes. So we spent a full week cleaning everything in our closet it was a horrible situation it was a full-time I had to sleep job on our
1: couch she had to sleep on I our couldn't couch go for days. in the bedroom for like a week i couldn't even help and then finally i got she like has, that's the an other problem. industrial gas mask right. so that i could go in and i was still coughing we got it her right here <laughs> what's we
0: <laughs> happy may the fourth jessica <laughs> it's me darth danny that's how going could open the episode
1: you're more of a bane
0: than oh a, yeah it's better, more of
1: a bane than a vader
0: only when you have done all your laundry then you have my permission to re-enter the bedroom.
1: And there's more than than one kind of dust mite, which is also crazy because I've had a number of allergy tests done over the years and they're always like so you're allergic to two kinds of dust mites and I'm like, "Wow, awesome. Thanks. <laughs> thanks
0: genetics." <laughs> So, yeah, it was a full-time job on top of my full-time job, and Jessica couldn't help with the first portion of it. She just had to sit there and wait for the clean items to slowly come in, and then she could start helping. So it's been a horrible, horrible week. On top of that, as I joked about in the cold open, two weeks ago, I, like, made an ass of myself on the podcast... And misogynistically took credit for one of Jessica's jokes as she just said it. And I felt like a jerk. No one really commented on it. I guess everyone either quietly unsubscribed or quietly was like, yeah, you go, Zanny. I don't know. We got like one comment about it. But then later in the week, Jessica was like, wait. We had like our first on-air sort of fight, for, sort of spat, and then, an argument, for and then we had disappear for a week. And then disappear for a week.
1: I'm like, oh no, people are going to think that that was way more serious than it was. It wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't have to do with that. But on that topic, we do have one voicemail. And I've been trying to catch up on these voicemails, and luckily no one called up, except for this one person. No one called up in the last two weeks. So, so we can still catch up on our voicemails next week, but we'll <laughs> we just play this. Po- I it know it keeps rolling over. <laughs> we'll just play this one. Hey, Danny and Jess, this is Connor new daddy. <laughs> I suppose calling back, uh, just saying, uh, well done, Jess. Well done. And shame on you, Danny, shame on you. Um, but also sorry that my silly, stupid nickname caused so much marital strife on the podcast. Anyway, thanks, little voice. Um we I'll talk to you guys then. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So F- you dan <laughs> 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 Well so now can you put that all behind you, Jess? Yep. Can you put this whole thing just can you can you let it go? Please. Done. I'm done. I'm trying to play misogynistic again. Oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm like, blaming you. And you were actually just like, sure, done. I was giving you grief again, and this time you, like, totally didn't believe it. See, if I I do it fake, then you're just like, yeah, whatever. But if I'm actually misogynistic, if I'm actually cruel, (laughs) then you're
1: like... You. Danny likes to play the fake misogynistic character a lot around our house, and so sometimes it's hard to tell when he is crossing the line and when it's legit and when it's not. So
0: I also do this character where it's like it's basically someone who doesn't understand homosexuality, like just has <sighs> no understand, like what? Who's just learning about it? So anytime we're watching a, a commercial or a movie or something, and it's like a gay couple, and I'm like, wait. I'm basically playing like an aunt, like your confused aunt whenever there's like a gay couple in a movie. I'm like, wait, I thought they were cousins.
1: Yeah, it's like two women holding hands. He's like, oh, that's nice. Aren't they nice friends?
0: <laughs> it doesn't get old at all. But deep down, see, when I joked that I'm a misogynist, deep down I really am a misogynist. Yeah, exactly. But when I joked that I'm a homophobe, I don't think I'm actually deep down a homophobe. I'm just joking around. Anyway... What does it have to do with Toto? Or. Oh, okay. What does it have to do with Machine Gun Kelly? That's oh, the other that's big right. news from while we were gone. Oh, no.
1: There were two big, big things kind of while we were away. Oh, that's
0: right. We'll talk about that one yeah. as well. So the first, chronologically, Machine Gun Kelly's track, Love Race, came out. I think you can go hear it. We're not doing an episode on it right now, right? But. Basically, it interpolates, if that's the word, a melody from Be My Escape.
1: Man, if we did an episode on every song that Matt has just like a writing credit on, we would be doing so many songs, so... I mean, who knows? Maybe when we get done with the Reliant K discography, we'll we'll go, we'll move on to that. I we'll feel see. like,
0: well, I feel like we could probably just do like one or two episodes where we go over all the songs yeah. in a small, like almost like doing an album. Uh, Are you talking e. REM, Me. that podcast with Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott? They did an episode where they just did a whole bunch of songs, random songs that Michael Stipe had appeared on. Gotcha. So we could basically do something like that. <clears throat> But, yeah, it was in, like, all of a sudden we were getting tweets, at mentions and stuff, saying, like, oh, did, you know, Asking people asking us, did we notice... We got, like, two or three of our, <laughs> our listeners saying, hey, did you notice who's credited on the new MGK song? And I was like, oh, cool. And I had not even have a chance to listen to it, and people were then <sighs> at mentioning, like, no, it just rips off Be My Escape. But it doesn't rip off Be My Escape, because what's that song? What's that MGK song that's, like, all I know is that I don't know nothing? Do you know then?" Because Jessica loves tickets to my downfall.
1: Yeah, it's just called "All I Know."
0: Oh, is it okay? So that hook where he sings "All I know is that I don't know nothing." That's from one of like the biggest Operation Ivy songs. That's from like one of the top three Operation Ivy songs, and Tim Armstrong and maybe Jesse, what's his name? (laughs) They're credited. They're credited as songwriters, so then you think, like, oh, did Tim Armstrong work with Machine Gun Kelly? He did not. Machine Gun Kelly was just like, I want to use the hook of this Operation Ivy song. Sure. So he basically paid for it. Tim Armstrong gets a writing credit. Because he's,
1: like, he's he comes from, like, a rap background, and so sampling is, like, really big. yeah, Exactly. In in that community.
0: And so I think (laughs) basically the same thing happened here, where... I would love to hear eventually if Tison actually gives and it mentions it in an interview or whatever, to say how this came about. If he just heard, hey, through his publishing company, Machine Gun Kelly wants to buy a portion of, license a portion of Be My Escape's Melody for his new song, and he's like, sure, Machine Gun Kelly's big, or did Teeson actually have like a call or something or work on in some way? I wouldn't think Matt Teeson would quote unquote work on the song if he just comes in and is like, hey, remember that? Remember one of my top two biggest songs from my band? Let's just, you reuse that. No, I think, like you said, because he's a rapper and it's, it's a type of sampling called interpolation. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Daniel can correct me. But it's something, it's what happens when you purposefully reference the music of another song but you're not sampling you're not using the recording you're re- you're making a new song that purposely uses melodies from another song or elements of another song and this this happens a lot like right like songs get sued for sounding too much like other songs right. like that sam smith song basically got sued for sounding like won't back down by tom petty mm, and they yeah. settled that And part of that was giving Tom Petty a writing credit after the fact.
1: And then there's Kookaburra sits in the Old Gum Tree, which is just like 100% exactly the same. And uh,
0: as that minute works on Down Under, which is... Sits in the same place in my brain as the song we're talking about this week, Africa. Even they're separate parts, parts of the world, and... but they're both celebrating a continent. Right. In the eighties, <laughs> there was a lot of celebration of, of exotic continents for this like yuppie music, like anyone, basically yeah. American psycho esque people, <laughs> minus maybe the murder, maybe. <laughs> They loved listening to, to pop music that celebrated exotic continents. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so songs get sued for basically accidentally ripping off other songs. I think it's more common now in sort of a post-sampling world where you write a, you either write a song and, realizes it, and realize it sounds like another song that you weren't thinking of, and you just go and you pay for it ahead of time so you don't get sued, or you flat out say... I'm Machine Gun Kelly. I like that portion. I like the pre chorus of Be My Escape. I just want to use that and write new lyrics. It's ripping off, what's that called? Oh my gosh, Be My Escape. Wait a second. What was that thing I found? Or is that Who I Am? It's Who I've Been. Remember, like, I found that, like, from 2005, and I jokingly said this is the beginning of emo rap? And it was somebody, oh, something crew. Okay, I gotta look this up. You don't remember what don't I'm talking remember about remember at this, all? No. Oh, don't you I'm remember? Sorry. Like it was "Be My Escape" or "Who I Am Hates Who I've Been," and somebody just took the track and did new raps on top of it. You don't remember that at all.
1: No. You don't remember that at <laughs> so all. So sorry, I do not. <laughs> I'm distracted because I'm thinking about how it's funny because we actually had a little bit of a tiff about this because I was like, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't hear Be My Escape in it. And Danny was like, No, you got to hear it. How do you not hear it? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't hear <laughs> we it. We had
0: another fight off mic, <laughs> but it wasn't a fight. It was just like, I was just surprised you didn't hear it.
1: I don't know. I don't know what to so say. So many people
0: hear it though because if you look at all the tweets this, the last week, sure, yeah. everybody hears it. So what's your Thanks problem? Dan. Everybody yeah, hears it. this is
1: it. what happened.
0: <laughs> it was who I am hates who I've been. It was the button up crew. You don't, this doesn't sound familiar at all. You no. were here for sure. <laughs> Are you <Like>. sure?
1: <laughs> Are you sure that this isn't like whenever we have a celebrity come in to intro the podcast and you happen to always be in the bathroom when it happens, even when I text you to come out in time, maybe just for this, I was not there during the cover <laughs> section,
0: maybe okay no let me correct it was <laughs> no it was not button up gang it was called button up gang and it was not who I am it's be my escape I, I don't I don't go digging through notes for old episodes when we're supposed to be concentrating on Toto in Africa this week but it was called the button up gang and it was sampling be my escape and it sounded like yeah. this up. Yeah. you don't remember this no, we talked about it on the podcast. There must be something about "Be My Escape" Man. being sampled by rappers <laughs> that it just goes in one ear and out the yeah. other for you. Oh my gosh! Wait a second. Oh, this sounds
1: a little more familiar now that we've gotten into. into Wait a it.
0: gosh darn second! MGK stole Button Up Gangs' thing. What, what the? I I didn't put this together until we're on mic. <laughs> This has already been done. This whole love race thing. (laughs) Holy moly. I can't believe I'm just remembering this. But this guy, nine years ago, Button Up Gang on YouTube, was a rapper who took Be My Escape and rewrote new lyrics to it. We talk about it like a month ago. And then a month later, Machine Gun Kelly comes out with Love Race. We should get him on the podcast, see how he feels. This is this is kind of this is kind of nutty. Like, this is really strange to me. Like, is Machine Gun Kelly actually listening to the show? And he's like, oh, that button-up gang thing, I could have done that way better. I'm going to I'm gonna just rewrite Be My Escape, and I'm going to do with the guys from Sleeping with Sirens. Uh, maybe he's just
1: perusing uh, Reliant K YouTube and, and <laughs> That's found button-up gang on his <laughs> own. His- <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I meant to tell you this before you're wow. being replaced with Machine Gun Kelly.
0: this is, this is really or because like I posted about it on social media, like this is just too this is just because we do RBMI escape up. I'm participating on this, but you I just really find are. this I just find this, first of all, with because- the
1: exception of that one time that Machine Gun Kelly came on the show to intro <laughs> it. he has no idea this podcast exists.
0: Well, I'm just saying. First of all Button Up Gang was doing emo rap. I don't even know I can't speak for this channel, especially this YouTube channel I'm talking about Button Up Gang. I can't speak for them. I don't know. There are actually some problematic lyrics in the Be My Escape Button Up Gang video that we never talked about back then. But I'm just saying they were they did an emo rap type thing where you do rap on top of like pop punk emo music 5 years before it supposedly the genre exists on SoundCloud. And then a couple weeks after what if that- Button Up
1: Gang is Machine Gun Kelly?
0: Whoa! Thanks for listening, everybody. I gotta go lay down. <laughs> that's just that's just mind blowing right there. <laughs> so anyway, it didn't
1: take off. He changed his name, and he said, "I'm just gonna do the rap thing for now."
0: Wow. Well, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, okay. I, I, I gotta start talking to the. I gotta start talking to everyone about this. This is this gotta be known. Machine Gun Kelly's ripping off the Button Up Gang. <laughs> OK, anyway, the
1: other exciting news, news
0: is that John Schneck posted on his Twitter being in the 1981 uh, like offices with Matt Hoops and they were practicing Sahara. I got it right. I didn't say Savannah. It's good. It's so, exciting. stuff. Yeah, so it's exciting stuff. They were meeting up and then like people noted that what looks like t guitar and there's a keyboard there. There was a keyboard there. No one was on and t guitar appears to be on the couch in the background. So it seems like Reliant K is sort of getting together. So it was the tweet scene around the Reliant K world. Exciting <laughs> like, stuff. After all this time. Of we pe- should
1: take a week off more often because so much <laughs> Reliant K news happens. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I guess that's top of the show business. Let me just double check if I had any other notes.
1: Are we going to get into any more voicemails this week?
0: No, we'll do them next week. Okay. Um. So, let's. we talked about the dust mites. We talked about the fight. <laughs> did you Did We you talked actually about Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, you gotta remember. And we talked about Schneck rehearsing with Hoops in Tennessee. So, this week we are talking about Africa from Chaos for Karaoke. Uh, I think this is the first Chaos for Karaoke track we have done in front of the paywall.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was just thinking about that earlier today. So, for those
0: of you who don't kind of realize this, or we don't mention it enough. Where you skip over our commercial breaks. K's for karaoke is for the most part reserved for our Patreon, patreoncom Hawkins. Wait, wait, wait,
1: we have a Patreon? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> we
0: we didn't give it. Any, we didn't upload anything in April. But for our patrons, we announced this on the Patreon specifically to make up for April because.
1: We're really sorry. Because,
0: like, nothing can... We can't... We had one episode in April, and that's it. We're supposed to do at least two episodes. That's our promise. Uh, we're going to have one every week. We're going to have four patreon episodes in the month of april
1: so if you want some extra content sign up just for april listen to the four new episodes and everything else and then cancel your patreon our dog (laughs) whose name
0: is april is not paying attention to the fact that we keep saying her name again and again she's (laughs) snoring on the couch if you're
1: listening with headphones you might get to hear it
0: so most of the uh is for karaoke tracks which that's a debate as long as we're in front of the paywall that we should get out of the way is the album called K is for Karaoke or is the album called Is for Karaoke because it says Reliant K is for Karaoke. Oh. We always yeah. say K is for Karaoke but when you look at the spine and you basically when you look at the cover of the CD the um oh, you wow, know yeah. volume 1 and <laughs> volume 2 K is for Karaoke collection It's called Reliant K is for Karaoke.
1: I did not realize that. I thought it was called K is for Karaoke. But
0: it's not called Reliant KK is for Karaoke, because that would be for Animal Crossing. (laughs) You get it?
1: Yeah. On Spotify, I just went to Spotify, and it says is for karaoke as the album name. I'm going to
0: keep saying K is for Karaoke, because it just feels better to say than is for karaoke. Yeah. And
1: it's it's weird to say Reliant K is for karaoke. Like Reliant K is like, yeah, we love karaoke. We're for it.
0: Yeah. This is worse. It's kind of worse than mm mm-hmm as a thing to roll off the tongue. Like I've gotten used to saying mm mm-hmm in conversation. Like I can flow into it. But I can't in a conversation stop my brain and say is for karaoke. Yeah.
1: I think that we should... We should go back and just, mm-hmm, can just be mm-hmm, and this should be uppers. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to on that.
0: Yup, yup to karaoke. <clears throat> so we on Patreon, we have already talked about Baby by Justin Bieber. Which we've uh, played over here. Yes. You're the Inspiration by Chicago, we did. We did The Distance by Cake, which we released like 75% of that episode for free. Uh, we did, we've done Motorcycle Drive-By. Oh, and I was wrong we did dr worm in front of the paywall that's right with greg from this might be a podcast so this is our second totally free case is for karaoke episode
1: wait did we release baby here maybe we didn't i might be wrong
0: i'm not sure now who cares <laughs> and we've done interstate love song by stone temple pilots on behind the paywall so go join the pay go to our paywall patreon.com shady hawkins pod to hear about the rest of this album But we were like, we got to do Africa as a regular, numbered, free episode. We're also going to do Surf Wax America as a free episode. And then, well, wait, actually, maybe we want to do Everyone Wants to Rule the World, because that's kind of like a big Reliant K song. We're going to do maybe two more. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's not make any promises tonight. <laughs> I think I've talked about
1: this before, but the CD itself, the art on the disc, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like the ramen noodles right. like on the, the cover art. But to me, it looks like The Shining right. or Honeycomb. Yeah. That's absolutely what it looks like. It's very deco.
0: Yeah. Jessica's voice is slowly giving out from all the dust mite coughing. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um, so. This
1: is also why we couldn't do an episode last week. Because not only were we right. running around trying to fix things, I just didn't have a Well, voice. she literally couldn't <laughs> talk
0: like seven days ago. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Africa by Reliant K. <laughs> I've lost it a bit. Let's reset. We're talking about Africa by Toto. As covered by Reliant K. So when we do a case for karaoke track, with the exception of We're
1: so out of practice. We're so <laughs> we out of take practice. One it's week been off. Two.
0: Some people come back fresh. <laughs> Some people like take a vacation and they come back to work or school and they're like, I'm ready to hit the books. I'm not ready. Sadie Hawkins not, pod. <laughs> not Sadie Hawkins pod. We come back <laughs> flustered and we come back. So uncertain. so rusty. <laughs>
1: what a great way to sell the patreon (laughs) don't you want more of this
0: so with the exception of baby and dr worm which was earlier in like the history of this podcast later on i figured oh when we do case for karaoke tracks we're just gonna steal the format of Punko's pod and first we talk about the original song and then we talk about the reliant k cover so that's what we're doing today
1: Africa is a song by American rock band Toto, the 10th and final track on their fourth studio album, Toto 4, from 1982. That
0: is brazen to put your big hit at the end of your CD. Yeah, it is. That's really good because like a lot so many CDs like there's there's n- if you listen to um like recent stuff with, with Reese Roper and Five Iron Frenzy, like when they've been a magnified pod and Reese Roper has his own podcast now, the boot and pickle shop. Pickle and Boot Shop. He talks about how like they like to he likes to make sure prime numbers, like the prime numbers one, three, five, seven, that those have the big songs.
1: Oh, nice. And that's
0: sort of true i mean i always like was obsessed with the fact that like number seven tracks were always huge the only one i could think of right now is basket case that's probably the biggest number seven track in my life but they
1: wanted you to listen to all of side b
0: yeah that's the thing is like when you put a hit you know it makes me think of impression that i get uh, by mighty mighty boss tones on the let's face it album it's track number four. That's their biggest, biggest song. It's track number four on that CD. I lost my first copy of that album, and I bought my second copy used. And, like, it had this thing that I had never seen before that I guess can happen to a CD, is that if you, apparently, you just over-listen to one track too much, the laser can actually kind of, like, damage the CD. So who had whoever had owned my second copy of... Let's Face It by the Boss Tones. whoever owned that copy, just listened to track four over and over and over. Because when I popped it in, it couldn't play, it could only play the first three songs. And then the CD <laughs> oh, no. would break. And I returned oh, it no. to the record store and got a and got a better copy. But that just kind of shows how, like, when you buy an album, your big hit, everyone's going to probably listen to everything up to that. So you're right. To put the big hit at the end of the CD is a major baller move, because it's like, hey, you want to, yeah, people are going to skip to the end, but especially in the days of like tapes and stuff.
1: Yeah, because 82, that would have been a big, like, there's either selling vinyls or cassettes, and it's easier to find your track on a vinyl and right. than it is on a cassette. Yeah. So it was released as a single through Columbia Records on October 30th, 1982, the album's third single overall, and second in Europe. So it sounds like maybe they weren't even anticipating this to be a massive single, oh, okay. since it was their third uh, single overall off this album. Right. The song was written by band members David P- David Page and Jeff Paracro, produced by the band, and mixed by Grammy winning engineer Elliot Shiner. And then it, on the Wikipedia, it shows the single. <clears throat> It shows the U.S. seven-inch picture picture disc single, uh-huh. and wow, there's just so oh, much going so cool. on. <laughs> Danny has one of these where it has, so it's it's shaped kind of like part of the Earth or like ocean, and right. then the continent of Africa. As
0: long as there's just enough, you know, circumference in the middle to hold the song on the record, the outside of the record can be shaped like anything. I have a John Linnell solo from They Might Be Giants. One of his his solo seven-inch is shaped like america yeah and i had a green day brain stew single i think i've talked about this on the podcast one other time and i don't own it anymore and i've wanted to replace it but there was a brain stew cd single that was shaped like a brain and it came with a special notice that said do not put this in a front feeding cd player yeah because if it's not round you know, it'll get caught in the thing. You had to put it in one with, a, with that opens up on the top with a spindle in the middle.
1: There was a Disney CD-ROM that came in like cereal that was a right. mini one that was like, you have to be careful what kind of tray you put this in.
0: Right, and the mini discs did exist. They weren't used a lot. But if you look at any tray feeding DVD or CD player, there's a shape in the center for smaller discs. They just never yeah. took off. There's an anime DVD I have called Metropolis. It's not like the silent film, but it, it purposely took its name from that. And it, had, it the, the, the special features came on a mini-DVD. And so it was the only mini DVD ever. So tell us more about Africa by Toto.
1: Critics praised its composition and Toto's performances. The song reached number one on the United States Billboard Hot 100 chart, the band's only Billboard number one, and number one on the Canadian charts. It also peaked in the top 10 in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Netherlands, New Zealand, and Switzerland. The song was accompanied by a music video which premiered in 1983 and was directed by Steve Barron, who collaborated previously with the group for Rosanna. The video features Toto in a library as they perform and showcase various aspects of African culture. While popular in the 1980s and 1990s, with the song being certified gold by the RIAA in 1991, Africa saw a reemergence in popularity via social media during the mid to late 2010s, including fan requested cover by American rock band Weezer, which peaked at number 51 on the Billboard Hot 100. It has since been certified five times platinum.
0: Such a shame. Yeah. Such a K's shame. cover
1: of Africa, so much better. Massively better. Yeah.
0: So it's it's kind of a shame that, because I, I remember the Weezer campaign and kind of being swept up in the fun of it when it was happening. Especially as it was getting close, because I only learned about the Weezer Twitter campaign to for them to cover Africa about a month before it finally happened. Maybe three weeks. It happened pretty quickly after I learned about it. Like, And it was building steam. Like, it was getting... I don't know, tens of thousands of retweets or whatever, thousands of retweets.
1: Is Africa one of their heart songs?
0: I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) Heart songs, (laughs) the Weezer version of That's My Jam by Reliant K. So, yeah, when, but I took the Reliant K Africa cover, which is, Undeniably superior in every way to the Weezer version. 100%. I took it and I made like a fake leaked YouTube video of Weezer cover, you know, Weezer <laughs> Africa of course cover you leaked. Did. And I put it on YouTube and it basically, you know, hearkening back to those days of Napster and Limewire right. and Kazaa, um, but of mislabeled MP3s and doing that on purpose, but it didn't take off. I actually, I have eventually ended up deleting it because I'm like, well, the joke is literally over. Right. And it's especially over with how much the Weezer cover sucks. And I'm (laughs) sure a lot of people like it, but the Reliant K one is just so much better. It is.
1: And you hear the Weezer cover on the radio and when you're just like out and about at the mall or whatever. And it's just, it's so overly processed. The vocals don't really work for the song. It's, yeah.
0: It's kind of funny how... At least for now, I feel like the, the original Toto version will far outlast the Weezer version. You'll probably still hear the Weezer version for maybe... La- what do I know? I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just guessing that maybe you'll still hear the Weezer version like 5, 8, 10 years from now. But eventually, like 20 years from now, you won't really hear the Weezer version, but you'll hear the Toto version still. Because the Toto version is a classic, classic pop song with, like, endless potential for future generations. But it's funny that right now these covers kind of live side by side on the radio. You hear Africa by Toto on the radio about as much as you hear the Weezer cover. Yeah. And the only other example of that that I can specifically think of is Boys of Summer. Like, you definitely hear the real version. The mm-hmm. Don, Is it Don Henley? Uh yeah. It is. You hear that probably more than the Atari's version, but you still hear the Atari's version on For the radio. Sure. That's the only other thing like that where the cover and the original can kind of live harmoniously in the zeitgeist. And it's not that one takes over the other necessarily. But we have, we're not talking about Reliant K yet.
1: <laughs> so I also pulled up over on... Quora? Kiora? Kiora? Yeah, Yeah. I've seen that. So Kathy Benson responded to uh, the question of what was the meaning of the lyrics to the song Africa? And so Kathy Benson responded a year ago... Africa by Toto has a great story. David Page from the band watched a documentary in the early 80s about the suffering and deaths of people in Africa. It affected him so much that he ended up writing a song about it. He had never been there but he tried to imagine what it would be like to live there based on what he had seen on TV or heard from stories. The lyrics speak about a man who already lives in Africa and is waiting for his girl to visit. She's coming in, 12.30 flight. However, as much as he loves the girl, he doesn't want to leave the place and so he is faced with a dilemma. It's going to Take me, it's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. The lyrics speak of some experiences one can have in Africa, like, I hear the drums echoing tonight and the wild dogs cry out in the night. But I feel like the guy in the song just wants to spend time alone in Africa and experience everything he can. I believe this is connected with the lyrics about the wild dogs. As they grow restless, longing for some solitary company, meaning just as they want to be alone, so does he. This is complemented by the lyric, I seek to cure what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become, which I believe means that he, as well, cannot believe that he is ready to leave his girl just to stay in Africa and experience life there. Finally, the lyrics justify that he, that wish of his to stay there, by singing, gonna take some time to do the things we never had, meaning that there are many things he wants to do in Africa that he cannot find anywhere else. However, the song doesn't say in the end what he chose to do. What do you think? Smiley Face.
0: What would you do, Jessica? Would you leave me to go live in Africa?
1: (laughs) Maybe. It's a big place, lots of things to to explore there. It's it's the world's second largest continent. Right. So lots of different ecosystems
0: right and that's the thing about like this song and also the next probably the next biggest song out of the 80s out of like yuppie pop music culture to sing about africa was the do they know it's christmas time at all
1: my mom it's i swear my mom loves christmas loves christmas music i swear it's the only christmas song that comes on the radio that she turns off she hates that song <laughs> because she's like this song is ridiculous because africa is a huge continent and it yes a lot of it is has like tropical like rainforest right. kind of uh, ecosystems but there are also like very high mountain peaks, which do get snowy. It has, right. it, you know, it spans all the way to subarctic temperatures and yeah. an ecosystem of that sort. So,
0: so it's, so I don't know if you have any specific resources on this, but you hinted at it. When it comes to possibly problematic depictions in the song Africa by Toto or, you know, whatever like, problematic takes or closed minded takes on Africa. It's possible. It, I'm sure it's a debate. I'm sure it can be dissected. But the do they know it's Christmas time at all? Flat out is like racist. Maybe, but pretty it's much awful. borderline. It's an awful song. It's an awful because, song. because it really it like it's this like it's that like it's entertainment so, thing. Yeah, the entertainment so industry gross. thing of we're doing something to unite everyone, but it's actually gross and it, it yeah. comes off wrong like the it's just a bunch of rich like white celeb- people yeah. being douchey. like celebrities putting out videos of stay at home here in my rich <sighs> mansion in my backyard with my roller coaster or whatever <laughs> and I'm gonna sing Beatles songs and you should stay home in your one bedroom apartment with your six roommates <laughs> or whatever you know what I mean but it's worse than that because they're actually taking a whole section of the world and boiling it down to an incorrect stereotype you know what I mean? Yeah. The way people look at Africa, oh, like movies, like when you look at a movie and if it, like an alien invasion movie, like, uh, independence day or a similar movie where there's some global threat. And if they cut to Africa, it's always like tribesmen in a field. It's never like actually like the urban centers or the, or the capitals of the different countries. People often forget that Africa is not a country. It's a continent. Yeah. So it's like, and, and I certainly don't know well enough. I just know it's sort of, I just know, you know what I mean? I just know it's not to be looked at and talked about in that way. And I should certainly educate myself more on these things. I mean, specifically in this... It seems like Jessica does have something to read about this. But I guess in Toto's song, it is like, you know, he hears the wild dogs echo in the night. And that implies wilderness and stuff. That doesn't imply that he's in a city. And I guess... Everyone can kind of wrap their mind around South Africa, right? And the fact that that's like an urban, an urban section of Africa, but there are still urban and settled sections of every country in the continent.
1: Yeah, and it, there is—I mean, as far as like wanting to bring maybe climate, climate change awareness to Africa, Africa definitely is a continent that is. I think I read somewhere once that it is the second, mo- like driest mm-hmm. continent. On the Earth, so yes, they have, and probably I'm sure since the 80s had a lot of issues with water and things like right. that. And you know, there's definitely parts of Africa that just don't have water and are really hurting for water. But to, to be like, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Because they don't have snow. Maybe <laughs> maybe not the right way to go about bringing that sort of awareness. And it's not
0: like Christianity isn't in Africa. It's not like it's up to <laughs> Bono and whoever, and Cindy lopper and whoever else was in that song to bring Christianity to Africa. Like, yeah, they know it's Christmas. They have the Bible.
1: So I probably, we're going to find out in just a second if Kathy Benson was right or not. I know not, Christmas and I, isn't
0: in the Bible. Sorry. I
1: probably should have just skipped to this. I don't I For some reason, Kiwara or whatever it is came up first. But this is from smoothradio.com The Story of Africa by Toto. Toto's 1982 smash Africa is without a doubt one of the greatest songs of all time, let alone in the 1980s. It's, it's almost impossible to not burst into song at the top of your lungs as soon as you hear that famous catchy intro. And that chorus, I bless the rains down in Africa, incredible. But did you know that it's fascinating backstory? What is the song actually about? Who wrote it? How was it made? Find out all you need to know about this iconic tune right here. Who Wrote Africa? Africa was written by Toto members David Page and Jeff Hiroko. Oh, we know. And it, I <laughs>
0: <mean to you. laughs> and it
1: ended up on the band's 1982 album, Toto 4. The initial concept and lyrics for the song came from David Page. Page was playing around with his new keyboard, the CS80, and found the brassy sound that became the song's famous opening riff. He finished the melody... And lyrics for the chorus in just 10 minutes, much to his surprise. I sang the chorus out as you hear it. It was like God channeling it. I thought I'm talented, but I'm not that talented. Something just happened there. Paige then spent about six months refining the lyrics before showing the song to the rest of the band. In 2015, David Page said that the song is about a man's love of the continent of Africa rather than a personal romance. He based the lyrics around a late night documentary with depictions of African plight and suffering. It had a lasting impact on him. It both moved and appalled me, and the pictures just wouldn't leave my head. I tried to imagine how I'd feel about it if I was there and what I'd do. Jeff Perocco added, a white boy is trying to write a song on Africa, but since he's never been there, he he can only tell what he's seen on TV or remembers in the past. Further lyrics about ...a person flying in to meet a lonely missionary, as Page explained in 2018. As a child, he attended a Catholic school, and several of his teachers had done missionary work in Africa. At the time, Page had never set foot in Africa and based the song's landscape descriptions from an article in National Geographic. It almost didn't make the album at all. Steve Perocco and Steve Lukather once described the song as dumb and an experiment, and that some of the (laughs) lyrics were goofy... (laughs) Particularly the line about the Serengeti. Steve Perocco said it was the last song they recorded and it barely made the cut for the album. So that makes sense why it's at the very end.
0: They were trying to bury it.
1: (laughs) At one stage, Jeff Perocco considered saving Africa for a solo album as other members didn't think it sounded like a Toto song. At the time, the band... And it kind of
0: doesn't, because we haven't talked about Toto as a band, but they're just like a straight-ahead sort of rock band. This is not a rock song right. in the traditional sense. At
1: the time, the band were more focused on the album's lead single, Rosanna.
0: Right. This is, it's kind of funny how the basis of this song is kind of like the original slacktivism. But in the 80s, or the early 80s, late 70s, if you even wanted to be a slacktivist, someone who just watches some documentaries and gets worked up about it, you still like write a song that kind of unites the world in this idea. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure this song has done some good for people aside from the fact that it's just such like a soul rousing song and people love this song and it probably just the happiness it brings to people just on a musical basis. But I'm sure the song lyrically has inspired people out there to move to Africa to work in Africa or to give to it. Yeah, sure. So I mean unlike say do they know it's Christmas where it was like specifically a fundraiser song and I'm sure sure it did a ton of good as well, but it's just like you look back and you just right. what were they thinking? <laughs> like um, so many things from the past. <laughs> yeah. So Toto
1: um but now I just want to say yeah. that it does make sense now if it's about a missionary about the blessing the rains. It's like, oh, okay, right, so okay. it's maybe like, you know, a missionary comes in and is praying for rainfall, is praying, you know, to bring, you know, much needed and water. And maybe that's
0: why they're in a more impoverished area and there's wild dogs going right. in the night. Yeah, That's why he's not in a city in Africa. I love, uh, did I ever make you watch Who Killed Captain Alex? Ugandan film, it's that, like, insane action film. Ugandan cinema, (laughs) Wakaliwood, amazing. I don't know how much more to say about it. It, Like, it literally can't be explained, certainly not in this form of our podcast. They
1: have, like, a VJ hyping the movie as it plays out in front of you and kind of explaining what's going on.
0: It's the equivalent of silent films had music played by a live person in the theater it's basically the same sort of thing it's they're just like micro micro budget like basically no budget you know and they admit it like they have the cameras and the equipment that they have and people now travel from all over the world to like help him out with these movies because they believe in them and they're these like just insane action extravaganzas that he's learning to do as he does them. It's, it's quite just a, so it, much. It's quite a watch. Like, yeah, it's, it's so yeah. much like um, just art. It's really is art. And last thing to say on it, just specifically, because Jessica and I, as movie buffs, we don't believe in the idea of a quote unquote bad movie if it's someone's pure vision. And this is that person's pure vision. I'm sure a lot of people would watch it and be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible, but it's not horrible. It's like a pure personal vision, actually. They got up every day, did it. It's amazing.
1: Anyway. It's only bad if someone put their soul into it and it didn't turn out the way they wanted.
0: Right. Or it's bad if they just did it for money or yeah. meaningless. You just, Yeah. Just did... And they
1: didn't put any soul
0: into it at right. all. So Toto, how do you feel about the band Toto? <laughs> I think it's the last part of this section that we'll do. Just talk about the band Toto overall.
1: I really only know the hits for Toto. Me too. And... I only have, aside from our one shared Toto story, I only have (laughs) one other tidbit of information, and that is that for a short period of time, the lead guitarist, or maybe it wasn't even a short period of time, but the lead guitarist used to be married to Marie Curie, who is Cherie Curie's sister, who is the lead singer of The
0: Runaways. Ah. I thought Marie Curie was the person who, like, died of radiation.
1: (laughs) That's Marie Curie. okay. close he's not
0: that old the guy from toto <laughs> no um and
1: i think that they were married around like i feel like i i remember reading that it was like around 82 or something uh curry's autobiography neon angels on the road to ruin is a really great read if you are interested in the runaways or just in sort of that like 70s girl rock punk kind of culture. It's a great read.
0: Gotcha. Our our one shared Toto experience was being in my car in like 2008 or nine, listening to satellite radio where they would re. And this is before he died, but they would replay old Casey Kasem top forty shows from past years. So this would have been like 82 or something like that. Um, Or did they, I can't remember if he played, if it was Africa or Rosanna. I think it might have been Rosanna was on the top 40 in the show we were listening to. Yeah, so it was probably 82 or 83. And it's this long lead-in by Casey Kasem talking about the history of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I'm going on and on and on about Wizard of Oz and we have no idea what's going on. We're like, why is this still happening? And we can't do anything about it. It happened. We we do anything. We're it sitting, happened 25 years we're ago. We're sitting on the there going
1: like completely fascinated because the story is taking so long. There's so much buildup, and we're like, did was there like a theatrical re-release at this time and like somewhere over the rainbow was big. We we were like I don't think that ukulele cover that like made the charts has come <laughs> right. out yet so we were like what is this leading up to and
0: then finally what after what feels like five minutes of him talking about the history of wizard of oz he mentions and of course the name of the little dog in that movie was toto but around here toto means the song rosanna or africa <laughs> it was africa it was, it was definitely africa, africa Toto yeah. means africa yeah here's africa number two <laughs> on our countdown and i'm like holy moly because they're like as long as it took for him in the build-up, the punchline was instantaneous, and yes. they just kinda, I'm like, did someone like pour a coffee on the cords or something, and they couldn't get like <laughs> the record player working, and so he was like he was vamping. vamping, yeah. Uh, and then my only other specific Toto thought in my life was I saw they might be giants during the Mink Car tour. And OK Go opened for them. Oh. And this is before OK Go... This is before YouTube existed. Literally before YouTube existed, because this is 2001 or 2002, maybe. Before OK Go is known for those wild videos that they make nowadays. And they're just... OK Go's just seems like a cool rock band I've never heard of. You know what I mean? And I bought like the, like a three-song CD. I don't even know if they had a full length on a major label at the time that I saw this tour and they had like this long thing where they were like trying to get they must not have had enough songs because they were like taking requests for covers like but they were doing it in like a really cool way and being a very professional band with a lot of stage presence and then they they ended the set by playing hold the line and and I was like, this is cool. And I was like, <laughs> I guess I know this song. Who's this by? And like, I was so captivated by their stage presence and the way that they were able to fill a whole set with apparently not a ton of songs, I guess. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know how many albums they would have had in 2001 or demos or I'm not a big OK Go fan, so I don't know. But I was just so captivated by their stage presence that night that I went home and not... I downloaded OK Go albums eventually and was like, this is OK. But I downloaded (laughs) Hold the Line by Toto, and it's one of those songs that I had on my (laughs) desktop forever and would constantly play once in a while. It's a great song. Yeah. So with that, we will go to our break. And when we come back, we will talk about the Reliant K is for karaoke version.
1: If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins' pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 40295-SADIE.
0: You can send an email to SadieHawkinsPod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at SadieHawkinsPod.
1: You can also visit SadieHawkinsPod.com for the link to our Tee Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers, including two brand new designs, following in the history of all of Reliant K's logo parody merch. We have a Chick-fil-A parody design.
0: And to prove to everyone that we are in fact the most punk rock podcast, we have a new Black Flag logo parody. You know, something that's original and that we could really call our own for once. We
1: also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com Hawkins Pod.
0: There's JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. You can sign up at our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from Chaos for Karaoke, and reading through the Complex Infrastructure book. Ooh. Treat yourself right in 2021 with Sadie Hawkins Pod, the door to a happy, healthy life. <laughs> so before we get into the Relying K cover, one thing we usually do on K is for Karaoke tracks behind the paywall is watch the original video. Uh, you described it. There's actually not as much visually going on in this video. It really is just them kind of in like an adventurers club or like nice. some sort of like den. It doesn't hint at missionary at all. It basically makes it seem like they're hunters or something. Sure. Um, there's not a, it, It's the same visual uh, aesthetic film style as like the Year of the Inspiration video. Okay. A couple years. This is a couple years before that. But again, it's just one location, not as visually varied. So we're not going to watch the whole video, but there's just one moment I wrote down that I want you to I want to get your reaction. Ready? So this is three minutes and 58 seconds into the four and a half minute video. We start this image on a stuffed uh, lion head. So some paper or something is burning.
1: Some broken glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, what's, the, what's that image? It's
1: <laughs> it's the lead singer sitting on a giant John. book or folded map that says Africa. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like the most oddly whimsical shot in an otherwise pretty grounded video, where it's just them around this, you know, they're just in some sort of like, study. They're in some sort of study, going over papers and artifacts from Africa, and they're singing through library stacks, and the books are lighting on fire for reasons, and they're playing their instruments, and they're having close-ups, but then for some reason, he's just sitting on top of a giant book. (laughs) There he is. Yeah, interesting. So, (laughs) wow.
1: Fantastic.
0: So... There's that. There's multiple shots of the giant book.
1: It's no airplanes. I love planes, jet aircrafts,
0: but... We talked about it on our Jefferson and Aeroplane episode, but yeah. (laughs) Airplanes by the band Jefferson Airplane. I think that band's last music video, it was like 1990. Go check that video out. It is an amazing music video. (laughs) So, Reliant K's cover... Superior to the Weezer cover, in every way, came out 10 years before, or no, not quite 10 years, 8 years, something like that. This is 2011, Reliant K, and then what was Weezer's, like, 2018, so 7 years before. Um, This, also this song has a special meaning to my life as it is today because somebody made a meme many years ago we had moved to Los Angeles so it's within the last several years and i guess hoops was more active on the relying k twitter at the time and i wasn't even like actively combing relying k twitter all the time like we do now but somebody made a meme where it's the distracted boyfriend or the yeah the distracted boyfriend and his girlfriend is we as is Toto's Africa. Weezer's didn't even exist yet. Toto's Africa is his girlfriend, and the girl he's turning to look at is Relying K's Toto. Jeez, sorry, Relying K's Africa. <laughs> Still rusty, you think? Nice. After a, what two-week break <laughs> and the commercial break we just took, I. Anyway, that meme inspired partially inspired me to create MXPX memes.
1: Oh wow, I did not know that. Because I
0: feel like it was one of the first very specific, and I, this maybe this was like six five years ago that you know Hoops retweeted this from the official Reliant K account, and it was one of the first times I'd seen like a meme that was that esoterically connected to music I specifically liked. So my brain started going, and I had all, you know, I'd always tried to, like, have Tumblr meme accounts that never worked right, out. Right, Like, I didn't know how to do them, basically. And I was like, wait, Twitter. Meme account on Twitter. And then I started thinking, what band am I going to do? And it took me a little bit, but I settled on MXPX because I thought it was a, it was, it was a ripe land that no one had yet <laughs> taken over. Anyway. Yeah, so the Ryan K version is great. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I don't know if there's more than just keyboard doing sort of the the fun, iconic sounds in this. I know that right. it's said in that article that it's definitely that intro is a keyboard, in fact, a keyboard. And so when I look to see if there was any other instrumentation noted played by any of the other any of the members, it mm-hmm. did not say. It just says Matthew Tesson, vocals, keys and trumpet, Matthew Hoops, guitar, vocals and trumpet, John Warren, bass and vocals, Ethan Luck, drums and vocals, John Schneck, guitar and vocals, Mark Lee Townsend, guitar and vocals, and Justin York guitar.
0: Yeah. I'm listening to this, so you know what's funny is that so yeah i guess that's just all keyboard yeah or maybe it's some sort of programming i didn't think to ask Schneck ahead of time he's busy right now though so who knows if he would have answered yeah busy busy working on the new relying k album did you (laughs) hear oh no oh no no, oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) um i don't know oh so when we talk about case for karaoke tracks on patreon we are like. Say
1: Patreon s- one more time, <laughs> Danny.
0: Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod. Oh, when we talk about K's for Karaoke tracks over there, we are slowly starting to basically divvy out K's for Karaoke into two fields. One is they did the song exactly as it is on paper, and does that work? Or they did the song exactly as it is mm-hmm. on paper, and does it not work? And for me this goes along so what are some of the examples of that like and girls just wanna have fun and baby are not a part of that because those are transformed covers right? like they actually transform those songs but every other cover like karaoke it's like they just took they took the almost the exact tempo like the exact instrumentation but maybe they change up the guitar tones and the program whatever <laughs> anyway so for us like cake wasn't successful the distance cover it was just like we'd rather listen to the real cover to the right. real version. You're the inspiration, as it is on this album. We didn't like relying. It wasn't didn't feel as successful. Just, I'm spoiling what's behind the <laughs> paywall for you people, Danny. Um, interstate love song again. We were like, just you know, if you're gonna listen, you know, it was like it's the exact same song. That's cool. Motorcycle drive by was one where it was like totally yes, like they captured the emotion of yeah, the original. Yeah, it was really good. Song and uh i guess that's all we've done so far so this this goes along with oh and dr worm where yeah they capture the fun of the original and maybe you'd want to listen to the they might be giants version instead but still they captured some of the spirit properly so this for me africa motorcycle drive-by and dr worm are in the successfully recreated the song exactly as it is on paper column how about you What? What are we doing? What was the question? (laughs) Sorry. Do you You throw me off because I have I- these scattershot ways of <laughs> dancing around a point and never quite getting there. That's just me, folks. It really is. There are these things that we like to call Danny
1: stories where like Danny will be like, you think that he ha he is leading up to a punchline and he never gets there and you're like, wait, the story's over, it's done. Yeah, that's a Danny story. <laughs> <laughs> and you also throw me because I I don't. I'm not a fan of
0: the uh, the shameless self promotion. So, <laughs> it's our show. It's not shameless. It's not like I'm going out in front of people and saying, "Hey, go to Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com." Darn! <laughs> this <laughs> is our show. This is that's the point. We want people to join at Patreon.com/slash Hawkinspot. I would say.
1: That- that I do enjoy the Reliant K version as much as the original version. Right, and that's I could like the uh, minimum
0: that you need. Yeah,
1: they're very the interchangeable for me. Like I could listen to pick up and listen to either one if I wanted to to listen to this song. Right for sure, which is not something that happens a lot on this album. You know, there's not a lot of of tracks on here where I'm like, if I'm in the mood to listen to the original version, where I feel like I could easily switch it out. So yeah, definitely a huge success with this one.
0: So for me, it's like, yeah, out of the songs we've picked over, You're the Inspiration, I'd Rather Listen to Chicago, The Distance, I'd Rather Listen to Cake, Motorcycle Drive-By, I would rather listen to Reliant K pretty much. I mean, the original is great yeah. and all, but yeah. they po- it's, that's one case where Reliant K just polished the edges perfectly. Agreed. And made it an even slightly more beautiful song than the original. Uh, Dr. Worm, David I'd rather listen- going to call us up. <laughs> it's
1: going to take issue.
0: Well, he said they nailed it in the voicemail he sent us. Uh, Dr. Worm, I'd rather listen to the NAMP Giants version, but the Reliant K version is still cool. Interstate Love Song. It's not even my favorite Stone Devil Oh, title you know slider. what?
1: That was one where I, I I disagreed with you and I preferred the the Reliant K version of Doctor Worm,
0: but that is just because I'm not a <laughs> big fan of Linnell's voice. Right. So, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about no, that. It's it as is as it's
0: it's a cover song and we come yeah. up with this when we do Case for Karaoke songs behind the paywall, which I won't plug again. But we don't always have a ton to say about the Relying K version specifically. Right.
1: I feel bad too because I feel like, and we've done this before where we have these like couple episode bouts where we happen to pick songs that we don't have a lot to say specifically about like the lyrics or the music. And right. so then I feel bad because I feel like we're slacking off and not doing our
0: jobs. I think we're doing fine. <laughs> so this is a song that Reliant K has played a ton they have played this song they played this song a lot and it's not even in the same so like for instance we know that Manic Monday was never really we're pretty sure Manic Monday was never played live it's not on set list and Schneck told us he remembers doing it at sound checks but never live so never quite done live You're the Inspiration is a song that the band did back with when they were a quartet back with Brian and, and Dave in the band and Steven even in the band uh, but then like they retired it for a long time and came back and instead of doing their punky, you know, Tison with no pick in his hand version, <laughs> instead of doing that version, they went ahead and just did a straight ahead off of the sheet music version for this album. Then the distance they did a lot. And you're the, ins- uh, we just, I just said that you're the inspiration most of the drive by they did a, at least a handful of times. Cause there are a bunch of YouTube versions of that. But Africa and Surf Wax America, they did when right around when Ethan first joined the band, but Africa, they played this a ton. There are so many YouTube videos of Reliant K playing this song. They pretty much played it for the next several years after this before like a year or so leading up to this album and in for a couple years after this album.
1: It is a fun song. and It is a song that transcends generations, that definitely has had, like, an uptick in popularity over the internet, and so, you know, you have younger people who can also sing along with it. So, yeah, it's it's a great tune. So Unlike kick... Surf Wax America, where <laughs> myself and the other young folks in the crowd Didn't were, it, did and not and know Teeson... it,
0: and Danny was like, <laughs> you... and Danny knew it. <laughs> well, even Teeson. On stage, passive aggressively said to the audience, <laughs> "We picked this song because we all thought everyone could sing along, but it hasn't been working out." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so sad!" Like Teason had this like transparent moment to the audience where he's like, "He didn't say you guys don't know this song, and I'm disappointed," but he basically said that. Should have picked. It was an amazing pipe. moment. <laughs> Should have picked <hash> <laughs> So when we didn't have an episode last week, Daniel tweeted at us and said, should have asked for him and Brady to host a, like a stand-in episode And Man, for we us. really should have. That would have been amazing. And yeah. they actually tried to make it work, but they just couldn't like line it up. But Next then- time
1: we want to take a break, we absolutely <laughs> will coordinate that ahead of time because I really want to listen to that yeah. episode. <laughs>
0: it's like it's like how Kanye West is like I can never see Kanye West live or whatever that you ever heard him. he's there's like a famous quote where he's like I feel bad because I can never see Kanye Ugh. West live so do you feel bad because you can never hear a Sadie Hawkins pod for the first time you always got to be in it
1: no I hear it all the time when I edit it and I now never listen back to the
0: episodes even if I'm not the one editing <laughs> i'm perfectly okay with that so anyway daniel did start to do some research when before like it didn't work out and he got me two links this is six flags georgia on nice he he gives more detail than i would normally give on um august 7th 2010 he wrote no hoops and there's no hoops on the stage must be justin york filling in standard tuning Warren's bass slung high. Warren not singing the chorus. Seems like not really Teeson either. And I don't know what he means by that. I guess he just meant like Teeson seems a little off because it is Teeson. But although the camera's far away. So here is that performance from 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, that is some like Beatles level of high bass. That Warren's it's so got high. Going is in. it is it <laughs> worn
0: as well? I okay. guess it is. It's the it's got the worn dome on his head, so <laughs> <laughs> I think it's him. But he's got it so high. Maybe just for this song. I mean, you know, I've never thought of how complex Reliant K bass work is, but. I wonder if like just there's more specific complexity in this song and he just has to have it up higher in order to pull it off or something. It's just easier.
1: I don't know, but I love that demo Reliant K-Bass because man, is that stuff easy to play for a beginner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, last one here. I'm just breezing through these sort of out of our usual format. But Daniel also wrote acoustic version. December second, twenty ten.
1: Wait a minute, wait in a minute. STL
0: did St. Louis.
1: Did Daniel do your job for you this week? Because I, I feel like I should have reached out to Brady <laughs> and asked him to do my deep dive. What was I doing?
0: Daniel got me these two clips and then I felt confident not to need to not need to look through every I looked oh, that man. they existed. But I was like, well, I think Daniel got the two best sounding clips. I watched a couple other random live clips and they all sounded horrible. Shot Brady, on
1: WTF, why are you slacking off? <laughs> why didn't you send me deep dive notes?
0: Well, anyway, <laughs> here is this live acoustic performance in St. Louis. And this is definitely the band as well because you can see Ethan and Schneck and Warn and... Again, no uh, hoops, so 2010, I guess, was hoops taking all that time off we've heard about. Right. Sure as
1: It's like they're playing in a jazz club. I love this red this beautiful red curtain behind them.
0: Sorry, I missed what you just said because <laughs> I was I was loving that Schneck kind of accidentally I don't know if it's accident actually, but he was basically singing the chorus. Like Schneck was drowning out Tyson for that chorus just nice. now. Nice <laughs> So that was Schneck at first saying it's going to take a lot to... I don't know the words. Oh, my gosh. I literally just heard them. And
1: Listen, this is the quality <laughs> that everyone has come to expect from City Hopkins Spot.
0: <laughs> it's going to take a lot to drag me up to the microphone to keep doing this. Collect my thoughts. It's been a week. All right? <laughs> And I'm having fun, and that's all that matters. Like a Ugandan action film, all that matters is that we have fun and we're ourselves. Then we're going out of order. We're doing my stuff now. And I keep
1: waiting. I'm. I'm like, oh wait, when do you know I what?
0: go? Forget it. Now you go, and then we'll get back to fan videos. So that's it. But that's it. Thank you, Daniel. That's it for official Reliant K videos performances. So I found this article,
1: which was, it's called 42 Very Different Covers of Africa. This is a popular <laughs> song to cover. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I don't think we're going to get to them, but I did save a couple other covers that I was interested in, just so I typed in punk. And I found four different metal covers by different metal bands. Nice. Popular song for metal bands to cover. Nice. I also have a Two Network version, which is cool, all but right. I just don't think we will have time for it today. But, so, what's this?
1: We have TikToks oh. this week. We have three TikToks.
0: Oh, this is, that's right, because TikToks were suddenly removed. Relying K was suddenly removed from TikTok out of nowhere. After Be My Escape, we talked about it, but K is for karaoke, and for getting not slowed down, we're not.
1: So the first one is a truck with its windshield wipers on, because it's raining, and it says, <laughs> Say hi to Snoopy. Hashtag K2500, okay. hashtag turbodiesel, hashtag Detroit diesel, hashtag 65 tur- turbodiesel, hashtag 65, hashtag Snoopy. So somebody got a new truck and it's raining and this is what they picked. Then over here we've got first try right at... <laughs> oh, it went too fast. Oh, oh my gosh. So much happening. What? I don't know what is going on. Okay. Hold They're on. They're just fading on. On, a on a bunch
0: of images of their phone.
1: Okay. Like, wow. is this what they were doing oh, on their my phone gosh. all day? Okay. Is there is there a pause on TikTok? <laughs> uh, so it says today's challenge. Wait. Oh, well, one of them says today's challenge winner is Maddie. And then Maddie, giveaway number four and then no these content. are all, like,
0: Instagram things. It's like a bunch of pages from their oh phone gosh, for they're the day. are all different.
1: Cade and then, like... Like, did they just record what they around. did on the phone
0: for the day and then just kind of, like, threw it into iMovie and cut it up a little and then put it on uh, TikTok? Or does TikTok have a video editor built in? I have no idea. This is
1: from at Redeemer Students. It says, week one recap. Hashtag Redeemer stupids. Hashtag <laughs> Redeemer students. Hashtag we love you all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> heavenly farts uh, we, he, heavenly father you are in our hearts I found this video where it's a preacher and he's oh, like let's pray let's pray heavenly farts uh, uh, heavenly father you're in our hearts It was. <laughs> it's
1: the S I mean it's just that's the best part that's what gets me every time and then finally we have a cat laying on the ground Aww. looking up it says, "Let's have a sit," and it's wa- they're watching a nature. This one's the most appropriate because they're watching a nature documentary. Yeah, Derek- I'm assuming on Africa. Oh, I think there's something upsetting happens <laughs> in this actually. Derek
0: underscore Hugh H O U G H.
1: Hashtag Moochie. Hashtag For it's You. It's like Paige, gazelle- Oh, the gazelle was Hatter-day, born. It just fell out of its mother. Patagonia hashtag Morgan Wallen.
0: I don't. Yeah, nothing. None, nothing died in that footage. Oh, good. A gazelle I think that whatever kind of animals these are, it's born. It just Oh wow. It yep. just <laughs> f- fell out.
1: I'm laughing because they wrote what what the f <laughs> <does> that happened because <laughs> the cat is watching very intently. So thank you, TikTok. Then we have a teaser video for Kays for Karaoke.
0: Right. So We've done so many, we've done like six tracks from this CD and I haven't ever, I hadn't ever found this before, but when KU's for Karaoke was coming out, people must remember this if you were following the band at the time, they came out with two YouTube videos where it's, uh, who's not in it? Is it Hoops that's not there? No, Hoops is there. Warren
1: isn't there. Warren
0: isn't there. It's Ethan, Matt, Matt, and Schneck and they're talking in one video they're talking by a pool they've got their legs in the pool and in another one they're like on like a stoop or a porch yeah and they're just talking about the songs you can expect on their upcoming cd k is for karaoke and then it cuts to a snippet of each song after they give you a discussion of why they pick the songs so sort of odd that they start with the intro turning, from, japanese. turning japanese
1: which is not a which, song. Yeah. on this
0: album, you
1: know. And a little iffy for the for the, the what the the title of the album and yeah. what is shown on the front of the album cover. Right.
0: Well, they go with the I mean, the whole album has the aesthetic of like Asian culture cuz the 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 mass market CD has the ramen thing, but it's drumstick. We've talked about this in one of our first patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod episodes where he covered this CD but it is like a little iffy but I don't I think it's meant out of a place of love because we know that t just loved. he loves Japan like it's a really important place to him so you know if it's cultural appropriation to have the ramen thing on the front or the panda holding the microphone on the other version of the CD uh, let's you know John Warren who's in Denver, Colorado. We're here uh the uh Reline KK is for karaoke listening party. Part two. Fourteen songs. Fourteen songs. Uh, wow. So uh we yeah, got four. Five,
1: and this is part six, two because this is the one where they actually do talk about Africa. a little bit about Africa.
0: So do you just want to skip ahead to Africa? Sure. <laughs> There's so many songs we should have played the clips <laughs> from because uh, well, One Headlight's going to be our next. They talk about motorcycle drive by in this video. But uh, One Headlight's going to be our next uh, Patreon episode when we do this mm-hmm. album again. And they talked about Cake the Distance on here. And here we go Toto Africa. Toto's Africa, which we also have been covering live.
1: Who doesn't
0: love that song? Yeah, it's great. dad loves that song. My dad is going to, when I send him this song, he's going to freak out. He'll probably want to come on tour with a clip. Fathers?
1: Day on tour Father's yeah. Day on tour Yeah, yeah my dad could see. Bring your daddy yeah. to work day
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah That'd be awesome What other songs are on there? Uh- <laughs> yeah, so Ethan's dad <laughs> Loves Africa by Toto Yeah
1: and uh, Ethan's as well it sounds like Yep
0: Um Yeah you, so I
1: love that you You took we, we ended up having to click on it On Danny's phone And he took it back And then like He was going to continue on With the deep dive
0: <laughs> No 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 Sorry So But I was just gonna say like yeah, we should have been going over these videos every time we do a track from this album. We'll start. Doing I only that again. just discovered
1: it. So, I I, because I don't usually do too much of a deep dive ahead of time. Right. When we, for the covers, we usually kind of do a little bit of that live. Right. I have an interview from May the Rock Be With You.
0: And with you. May the rock be with you. That's appropriate, as we're recording on May the 4th be with you. And may the horse be with you, Jessica. May the horse be with you.
1: And also with you, Dan. K, Wednesday, 3rd of August, 2011. Interview by Scott Smith. I feel like Australians that dig our music are pretty awesome people, haha. We love coming over and playing. And we're surprised people dig us so far from home. But the demand is there for us to keep coming back and we hope that doesn't change reliant k may need introducing to some here in australia but for those who saw the band supporting paramore on their last australian tour i am sure no introduction is needed to the band their live show and woody pop rock songs coming back for their third australian visit for soundwave revolution reliant k may have a surprise or two in store with their set list having just released their First covers EP K is for Karaoke. See you. Au- sometimes you see it as K is for Karaoke. Sometimes right. you see it as Reliant K is for Karaoke. And on a very rare, rare occasion, you see is for Karaoke. But then again, covers are no strangers amongst a Reliant K set list. We chatted with lead singer Matt Teason. Hey Matt, thanks for taking the time to chat with. May the rock be with you. You're welcome. So- <laughs> and <laughs> with you. So tell me about your new EP, K is for Karaoke, which led to... What led to the inspiration to release a Covers EP?
0: Well, there were a lot of songs that we would do on tour and a lot of other songs that we liked. And we thought, well, it'd be cool to collect them all together <coughs> on this album. Is that basically what I what I said? I'm Matt Thiessen. Well, there's been
1: a bunch of bands we grew up listening to that have released Covers albums, and we have thought... Always thought it would be a cool idea for us. I guess it felt like the right time, as we are just about to start recording another full-length record of new songs. So we thought to pass the time and to put out some new recordings, we would do some cover songs.
0: I gave a way more interesting response than that. (laughs) He's just like, well, we thought we'd do this. That's what that answer boils down to.
1: There's an interesting mix of artists that you have covered. How do you find the experience of interpreting the different styles of artists and songs that you have?
0: By not interpreting them too greatly, just doing the cover (laughs) straight ahead?
1: We basically went through a list of songs we have played live over the last ten years, then just choosing random songs we thought would be good ideas. Some of the songs we chose based on perhaps some of our fans having not heard of before, such as "This might be a cool Tom Petty song to introduce our fans to, or this might be a cool They might be Giants one,
0: uh, which we came up with we came up against <laughs> when we talk with Greg from there from this might be a podcast. Dr. Worm's, like, one of their biggest songs. Right. Like, and and I found an interview with Ethan where it's like, well, we thought this wasn't that big a song. But it's like, if you've heard of They Might Be Giants, you've heard of Dr. Worm. Right. So it's so funny that they kind of didn't know... It was like the last big budget video they made. It was like, it's just so funny. Unlike
1: Surf Wax America, more of their fans knew Dr. Worm. Yeah,
0: it's sort of like, it's kind of like if a band decided to cover Reliant K, and they're like, well, we could do one of their big songs, like Be My Escape or Who I Am Hates Who I've Been. But let's do one of the songs that's kind of under the radar, like Sadie Hawkins' Dance. You know what right. I
1: mean? <laughs> yeah, they even said, or this might be a cool and they might be Giants one to hear for maybe the first time. Now I also believe there's... Backhanded a-
0: compliment. <laughs> now I believe
1: there's a full-length covers album coming out from you. What songs have you got lined up for that
0: one? Sorry, last thing on the name of Giants. I get what he's saying. It's like, if you're a Reliant K fan and you haven't heard of They Might Be Giants, it'd be cool for you to learn about them from us. However, They Might Be Giants is one of the secular bands that Christian kids are often allowed to listen to because they have that connection to children's music and to children's media like mickey mouse and tiny tunes yeah every
1: time i hear them i'm like this is just like a kid's band. <laughs>
0: i mean yes that really, they might be giants have a few more swears in like the last 10 years but there was a point where for their first like 20 something years they only had the word bitch like out of hundreds of songs They had no other swears. So it's like Christian kids are often allowed to listen to Weird Al and They Might Be Giants if no other secular music. So this next
1: question that comes up is about the fact that there was the EP that came out first, which had less songs, and then before the full length. So now I believe there is a full length covers album coming out from you. What songs have you got lined up for that one? Yes, actually, we just got a phone call from our producer Mark this evening, and we're going to start mixing the final eight songs. There will be 15 songs in total, and we hope to have it out in October, I think. There's a few fun 80s ones, like You're the Inspiration by Chicago and Africa by Toto. We also did some cool ones, like a Not a Surf song and a Third Eye Blind song, which was like a deeper track from their self-titled album, which I really like. So would you say the songs you were featuring on these covers albums broadly represent musical influences in the band? Well, partially. But then there's also a bit of sarcasm in choosing some of the songs as well. The Justin Bieber song, for example. We are not aspiring to sound like that, but that's our take on it. So has there been any work yet commenced on writing songs for your next original album, so to speak? I would definitely say a little bit of work, but not enough uh, has materialized for us to discuss where we are going to end up. I am just dreaming it up at the moment and having fun picking up on the possibilities of what we can do. Which is, of course... Collapsible lung. <laughs> right. <laughs> Three years later. It's been a couple of years now like since. Two years later. Two years later. It's been a couple of years now since you released Forget Not Slow Down. No doubt having a chance. It's been a couple of years now since you released Forget Not Slow Down. Your voice is no struggling
0: down. so much. I'm sorry. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> No <laughs> doubt having had a chance
1: to reflect on the writing. Yeah, let me just finish this one (laughs) on the writing (laughs) and recording of that album. You're a (laughs) consummate professional. You
0: got to see this through to the end.
1: (laughs) Have you already identified any specific things you are looking to change up in the process for the next album? Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Looking forward to this answer. Big changes. You're right. Yes, there are some things. Oh, boy. I am open to trying co-writing with some people to see what they would do with our band stylistically i feel at this point being our seventh full-length record we can kind of change and do whatever we want who and did you so i might try and do a few things we have never done before stylistically well use the words (laughs) so even back in 2011 this was something that he was thinking about doing
0: that's cool to learn yeah yeah that that but I don't think next Let's time write we talk with about a whole bunch of people, long, people and really this. switch it up. Yeah. yeah, it was an early idea. It wasn't like some late game thing. Like, yeah, it's cool to learn that. So from that interview, last thing on they might be giants is yeah, <laughs> Doctor Worm, big song for for they might be giants, a single, a video, but like motorcycle drive by by Third Eye Blind is probably much more of a song that you would introduce to people because that we learned when we did that. Yeah on Patreon, <laughs> we learned when we did that song already, that it wasn't even a single from that album. Although it's a very, very popular song in the Third Eye Blind fandom. Not A Surf and Cake, I feel like, are lesser bands than They Might Be Giants. Not A Surf and Cake mm-hmm. and They Might Be Giants have all had, like, tris. Cake
1: definitely had its time. It had sort
0: of, like, yeah, you know... but all... Not A Surf cake and they might be giants are all of a sort of certain like geeky rock thing that had their trysts with radio and MTV play, but I feel like they might be
1: like reliant. K. Yeah.
0: But I feel like they might be giants has a larger, stronger cult now. And even in 2011, than does not a and cake by comparison, whatever. Am I (laughs) biased? Yes. (laughs) So we're going to give Jessica a little bit of a break from her, uh, having to read these and I will help read the rest of this article when writing songs for Relying K where do you draw your inspiration in a lyrical sense well Tom Petty and Paul Simon know how to tell a story and John Mayer also really knows how to put a phrase into a song I always try and poetically put things down with my own signature but I am also trying to change that signature as well and grow as a poet cool <laughs> makes sense. okay says the interviewer. So here is a brief moment to explain what your involve- involvement with you the know, label it just occurred to me yeah
1: that this is an Australian interview. We really should have brought in Dinny <laughs> to
0: read the interview part. Well it's funny you mentioned this because the interviewer actually was Dinny. Oh, wow. And I just wasn't... I do a pretty good Denny impression. He's not here, but I do a pretty good impression of him. So here, I'll I'll read it in my Denny impression. Okay. Okay. So here is a brief moment to explain what your your involvement with the label Mono versus Stereo is all about. (laughs) It's all about. (laughs) And we don't need to read this interview... Because we already talked to Brad Moist from Versus Stereo. That's so right. we know all about that. Uh, and then Denny continues So in September, you are headed out to Australia for Soundwave Revolution? You have had a couple of tours here in Australia before. Oh, by the way, apologies to Joel. Uh, we had mentioned, we said he was from Australia, he's from New Zealand. Our listener, Joel, our patron over at Patreon.com slash Pod. Joel K. Polke. He is from New Zealand. I can't do a New Zealand accent, unfortunately. But uh, Denny continues.
1: You can't do an Australian one either.
0: I will pretend you didn't say that. Uh, you have had a couple of tolls here in Australia before. We'll see the way I, The way I gear up for my bad Australian accent is I talk about a desk. Sitting at my disc. Here at my disc. (laughs) Got pen and paper on my disc. Um, Once headlining a Christian youth event and the other supporting Paramore when you were here in Australia, both contrasting types of tours, how do you find your time here? I feel like Australians that dig our music... Teason continues, I feel like Australians (laughs) that dig our music... Are pretty awesome people, ha ha. We love coming over here and playing, and we're surprised people dig us so far from home. But the demand is there for us to keep coming back, and hope that doesn't change. Um, then the should I just keep going? It's a long interview. Are we just gonna read the whole thing? We can just skim. Let's see if there doesn't
1: mention anything about Africa or anything else super interesting.
0: I don't think so I think no? they moved on okay. from that album they're talking a lot about Australia uh Dinny asks what is it you think attracts fans to Reline K and Tyson says I don't really know well anyone likes our band I guess Ha ha. our personality translates into the music <laughs> and then into the live performance we don't quit we keep going that's a good thing I guess We've been working hard for 11 years, just touring and making sure we get to places like Australia, which is kind of awesome.
1: I'm really sorry. This is all my fault.
0: Jessica can't talk that. I just meant I shouldn't have brought up Dinny. (laughs) I said he's not here right now. I do my best I can with my impression of Dinny. So just to remind everyone... In 2011, you can catch Reliant K on the Soundwave Revolution Tour in Brisbane on Saturday the 24th uh, at the RNA Showgrounds. They'll be in Sydney on Sunday the 25th of September at Old King's Oval Parramatta. <laughs> they'll be in Melbourne at the Tab Corp Park, Melton. They'll be in Adelaide at the Showgrounds on the 1st, and they'll be in Perth. <coughs> On the 3rd of October. Hitting all the big spots. Yep. So then what else should I read? Is there Was there anything else you were going to read? We have a Jesus Freak Hideout review. Okay. I That's see album. that. And I'll click it. And here we go. So Jesus Freak Hideout gave this album four out of five stars. Nice. They note that the album length is 14 tracks. Uh, and they, the street date was October 4th, 2011. Do you know what didn't pop up? And I wonder if... I
1: mean, I guess X, Carl, Up, and Die X didn't have right. anything to say at th-
0: this time and about
1: about this over on Punk News. Right. Because there is not a Punk News that I know of mm. because it did not pop up in Well, my this day. is their
0: least punk album because it's, you know, it's karaoke. It's a bunch of cool pop songs. Sure. Um, so this album we didn't mention was released on October 4th and that's the day after they were in and at Perth. So they're in Perth and then the next day the album comes out. So the review says here lies relying K's quote unquote full K is for karaoke release. I don't understand why they open it with here lies as if it's dead. I guess they mean like it's here on my desk and I'm writing about it. Um, The first half was available in June, but now finally we are presented with the finished product. I will make no bones about my dissatisfaction with the way this thing wasn't just released altogether the first time, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, okay, this is Danny speaking. It was confusing at the time, I remember, and I never owned a physical copy of it for that specific reason. I mean, it was. I think we talked about it before, but not today, but in past episodes that the... Volume one was released pretty much on tour and online, like not in stores. And it was this later full version of volume one, along with the second half of the songs that was released in stores, Um, which is pretty much the way they did their Christmas album as well. You know, like that first half on Bruise Your Hands. That's
1: how they do all the covers, I guess. Like
0: technically you could get Bruise Your Hands in stores, but you had to buy it as a pack in with three, uh, three lefts, you know? Um I'll let my review of the first half of the project stand on its own. Even though the songs previously released are now intersped throughout the full case for karaoke, it isn't like these songs form some kind of cohesive picture. They're covers we we should start coming up with some uh collapsible lung level of headcanon for this album like no, you don't understand these are supposed to be covers right because it represents uh relying k's who knows
1: this is why I read this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> is there much else to say? I mean, they just describe the album. Like, we know what the album is like. What
1: do they have to say about this particular song? Because usually Jesus Freak Hideout does go A track by track. And, yeah.
0: So they say, Toto's Africa has a lot of heart behind it and feels very inspired. That's literally all they had to say about this version of the song. Sometimes
1: that's all they do have to say about a track. So, nice. Good to know.
0: Let's just read the summary at the end. Altogether, these 14 tracks, no Reliant K's fan should be without. And even if you never really hoped, sorry, even if you never really hopped on the RK train, it's still a lot of fun. Now, with this album out of the way, we can all focus on what's really important, that follow-up to forget and not slow down. And now we have some good tunes to help us get there review written by josh taylor to all you lungies out there from the golden coast to the jersey shore the golden coast being in australia of course uh we wish you wonderful days waiting for that follow-up to forget not slow down it's as if the podcast is ending but we still have a little bit more to go (laughs) so that's jessica's deep dive by way of me stuttering my way through it,
1: we also have an HM magazine press release, but it's really just it just gives the facts, yeah. So we can skip that one.
0: As I said, there are a lot of covers by other bands. There's Affiance is a metalcore version, Circuitry is another metalcore, ver- metalcore version, uh, Chaos Divine That's is a progressive. That's too bad because metal- I'd
1: really like to hear the medical version. <laughs>
0: I was hoping you wouldn't say sorry. So um I found two different bluegrass versions and I didn't go looking for every cover of Africa, but these are just the ones that also came up while searching for Reliant K Africa or Punk Africa. But the Beef Seeds, which is a horrible name for a band, have a bluegrass version. <laughs> And Doug and Cletus have another bluegrass version.
1: I thought that the beef seeds were maybe going to be a metal version. But no, they're bluegrass. I guess that <laughs> does make sense.
0: I also want to mention the Weezer music video to this was just awful. It was directed by Weird Al. The oh, afore- wow. aforementioned <coughs> artist that Christian kids are sometimes allowed to listen to. But it's a recreation of the Sweater Song music video where they're in which was directed originally by spike jones so it's like he's one of the greatest music video directors of all time certainly at that time he was actually doing incredibly fun and innovative ideas and then weird owl just like recreates that video but he's in the weezer and weird owls in weezer instead of actual weezer oh, it's not okay. funny Got they you. just recreate Gosh. it And, like, the original Sweater Song video has, like, amazing stuff where they actually had the camera upside down at one point. It's a single-shot video where the camera's upside down, but you don't know it because they're actually hanging people from the ceiling. But you can't tell they're hanging from the ceiling until they turn the corner, and there's people on the ceiling, and then the camera turns, and you realize that the first people were hanging on the ceiling. like. And they cheap out on like doing that in the Weird Al version. Gotcha. So,
1: so wait. So Weird Al directs the music video to this song to Africa. To this song,
0: wow. and it's basically like a thing where, like, I guess Weezer didn't have the time or whatever to actually be in the video. So I Weird mean, Al did a video without Weezer in it, which there wasn't for a lot, lot going fans.
1: on in the original Africa video. <laughs> <Right>. So recreating
0: <laughs> that would be. Yeah, but they should have... Instead, they recreated a video that had nothing to do with Africa. It's just a song that has a a video that had to do with Weezer. Right. Like, one of their best... Probably their second best artistic video after um, Buddy Holly. Like, the technical feat of creating the Buddy Holly video. Right. Which has no CGI in it, by the way. If you've seen the Buddy Holly video, there's no computer trickery in the Buddy Holly video. It is all in-camera. Or editing effects. That's great. Like, every time you think you see Weezer in the same shot as a member of Happy Days, it's a stand-in, and it's cut quickly. And then when you see the faces of the Happy Days people, that's actual footage from Happy Days. You don't see the face of a Happy Days actor at the same time as Weezer, other than Al, who owned the diner, because they actually got that same actor, and he hadn't aged too greatly since happy days
1: did they use like a rear screen projection or anything no they just
0: recreated the set of the diner wow and had stand-ins when like the Fonz is looking at Weezer and you see the back of his head and he's looking at Weezer but there's no in-camera trick there's no post it's all post but there's no digital trickery in that video there's mission trip footage that some people had in Ghana but we'll just end on this no, actually we'll end on two things. Mr. Master 7492 on YouTube created and I've seen this I've seen this image on Google Image once in a while, but this is the actual video where they created this. They do a 3D rendering of the panda with the microphone oh, from wow, the original so cool. Volume 1 release of K-S for karaoke. And they show a time-lapse of their desktop computer when they created it wow like creating all of the polygons and shaping out how they're going to create this 3d panda recreating that cover out that i wonder if this is a full sale cover art. <laughs> maybe so that's cool and i like i said i've seen yeah. let me skip ahead it's a it's a five minute video
1: or perhaps the Dave School.
0: <laughs> they definitely have to be from Florida. That's the only place <laughs> where people learn how to do 3D graphics. Yep. So I've seen this final image. I've seen that on Google Images. Like people have taken this and used it for Reliant K fan. It's warp. super
1: cool. I like this. I like the panda with the with the microphone. I think and it's great art. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's that, and then this is what we'll end on probably, it's like one of the best ideas for an FMV that I've ever seen whereas we've seen so many literal FMVs where people lip sync to the song as if they are Reliant K and they're in their backyards or they're on their college campus doing that well, these folks took a trip to South Africa and in all the various locations that they went to, they were like, while we're here in front of this building or here in front of this Vista, we have to lip sync the song and then we'll edit it all together into a final finished video. So this is by Samantha Hutchinson and this was uploaded six years ago. And I have to assume they don't have playback. So they're probably just lip syncing it in their minds and hoping like that the timing or maybe slowing speeding up the video to match it up. But they're just, it's just cutting to all over their trip. That's so fun. I see lots, like I said, there's another video I found on YouTube of someone's mission trip, just like footage from their mission trip in general. That's a common FMV to find is just footage from someone's vacation or their trip. But for them to actually go on a vacation and while they're on vacation, make sure to get all the shots of them lip syncing the song and then edit together in the end. That's pretty cool. You could say it would take them a lot to drag them out in the morning and go shoot the video.
1: (laughs) Oh, and they're showing a thunderstorm.
0: (laughs) So they're on some sort of high peak right now. Oh, shoot. I just clicked the back button. (laughs) But they were just, like, on some sort of high vista point, and, like, one of them clearly did not look happy with the height, (laughs) because she's kind of, like, keeping her back to it. But
1: they're dancing, they're having a good time, it looks like Twin Peaks, the video that they (laughs) watch of Laura and Donna, like, like, having a fun picnic and dancing.
0: So then, in the replies, Elaine Martin says, Samantha... When I am old and drooling and you are taking care of me, I want you to play this video. It makes me smile. And Samantha Hutchinson, the original poster, says, Elaine will do. Maybe over Christmas we will make a family one. Did they? Let's go look at the YouTube channel and see if Samantha Hutchinson ever made another Reliant K video. (coughs) She said maybe we'll do that, but I don't see that they did. Darn. It's all just footage from, uh, like, raw other raw footage from their trip. Well, Good stuff.
1: Or maybe they didn't. They just felt, the need, they didn't feel the need to share it was It was just YouTube. for like, them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff. So, that's Africa by Reliant K. How are we looking? Two hours? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we Making up
1: for lost time. Making up for lost time, and...
0: <laughs> And we're still going to do four episodes this month at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod.
1: So, Dan, do you like this song more or less or the same?
0: I like it the same, to be honest. I think I like it a little more. Oh, good. That's nice. Yeah, I really do like it the same. Uh, I didn't say this throughout the episode, but this is a song that I feel like if I hear it too much... I might get tired of it, even though so many other people don't feel that way. But it is a song that both versions could... For I could sure. Out hear, yeah. This is definitely
1: a song that the original version that the radio sometimes decides that they're going to play it like once an hour, every hour, you know, for like two months. And you go, okay, right. enough of this. And you, you switch to another station when it comes on.
0: And I meant to mention, as I say that, let me just really quickly go back to the. <coughs> my- Sorry. Go back to this. Okay. Go back to the official Africa music video on YouTube, because in the comments five days ago, Gibbs Ogden wrote day 177 of listening to Africa by Toto every day for a whole decade. Oof. <laughs> They've committed to listen to this song every day for a decade. Oof. <laughs> And then then 55 replies going, well done, mate. Well done. Hey, I forgot this existed because I have the memory of a goldfish, but I'm back for day five, LOL. I don't understand. That's a great eighty-six. Wow. So I guess there's a cult behind Gibbs. Everyone go out there and let Gibbs Ogden know that you are behind their crusade to listen to this song every day for a decade. It's
1: good stuff. If anybody has any dust mite remedies send them our way I stopped